Okay, I'm Susan. I'm from Queens, New York. Um, and I am working on compulsive overeating. And thank you so much for inviting me tonight. Um, I guess the format is, what was it like before? What happened and, and what is it like now? And what it was like before was 50 years of dieting, right? Literally 50 full years of dieting, gaining and losing weight, never, never maintaining one weight for any length of time and using food to deal with emotions, right? Just, you know, like stuff happens in people's lives, bad things happen or their stress. And um, in my family, we didn't really talk, you talk much about feelings and feelings weren't particularly safe to talk about because they would be turned back on you. And so I use food and the sad thing about it is it always works, doesn't it, in the short term? right? It always worked to make me feel comforted and to make the negative feelings go away. But, you know, also it was just this sort of seesaw for so many years where if my weight was down, I would, um, it didn't solve any problems actually. And I would feel deprived and I would feel sort of afraid that I'd gain it back. And I'd feel rebellious also, right? Because I am traditionally, well, I've always been a very good girl. Like trying to please everybody and um, and do the right thing all the time. And so when I was doing the right, you know, the in quotes, right thing about food, um, I would then sort of feel rebellious about it. And then when my weight was higher, I would feel this intense shame about it. Right. In in my house, um, my my mother really, I think the most important things to her were appearance and and thinness right and so i would just feel intense shame when i was uh, when i was higher so what happened let's jump ahead 50 years to uh 2 years ago january 2022 and of course it's new it's new year's day and i'm going to make my new year's resolutions and so i decide this time i'm really going to work on my weight so I sign up with this online program. That's actually a wonderful program, right? It's all about it. It kind of behavioral therapy, teaching you. I'm sorry, teaching you all about um, healthy eating and healthy habits. Is somebody unmuted? Okay, teaching you about healthy habits and um, letting you track your food and your exercise and giving wonderful advice. Really good program. I would recommend it to anybody. But but soon after I began, I said to myself, I know everything they're teaching me. I know all this information about healthy eating. And I have every skill or I know every skill that anyone could possibly need in order to use this program. And it's still not working because I have a little secret. And my little secret is that I have been a cognitive behavioral therapist for 35 years. I know all of this. I knew it all, right? It wasn't about not having knowledge and it wasn't about not having skills. It was about something else. And so I remember sitting at my desk thinking, okay, right? Let's face it here. You don't need this program. You know what it has to teach you. There's something else going on. It must be compulsive overeating, right? Now about um, maybe in the early 90s, I had gone to one OA meeting. It was a traditional meeting and I went and I couldn't get out of there fast enough because of all the God talk. I've been an atheist for years, 
right? And, and I, you know, I'm pretty good at the translation. I can do it, but I don't like to do it. And so I just got out of there as quickly as I can. So before I came back to OA, when I realized I needed it, I did some research and I found that there was actually a secular OA. And at, I didn't realize how new the website was. And guess what meeting I went to? My very first meeting was this meeting. Right. And I felt such a sense of relief in that I could um, I didn't have to do the translation. I could feel at home. Um, people would be open about things. And that was lovely. The only problem, however, was that um, I could not find a secular sponsor. There just aren't enough. Like I saw it, people raise their hands. That's great. And I've become one since um, since I started. And it's a wonderful um, experience, I think. But but there weren't any at the time. And so New York, I think it's either New York State or New York City, I'm not sure. They have this wonderful sort of matching service where they have a whole list of available sponsors and you can pick one. So I did. And at first I was really excited about it because she was a therapist too. I thought that's gotta be helpful, right? Um, and so she got me started. And the and step one was sort of a, I think step one was a revelation, right? What an important step to realize that I was powerless over food. At first, I resisted that. That's, that felt terrible. I'm powerless. I don't think that I'm, how can I be powerless over this, right? I'm just not doing it well enough. I'm just not trying hard enough. That didn't make any sense to me. But then I look back, I looked back at my whole history and I've been able to do really hard things, right? Really hard things. Um, I got a PhD. That was okay. Right. Uh, I I did an international adoption for my daughter. That was even harder than the PhD. I've done really, really hard things that took a long time and I couldn't do this. And so I thought, what is going on here? Right. Why am I powerless? And then I sort of looked back over my history of of um, falling off the wagon, you know, from diets. And what I was able to pinpoint is that it always followed a period of deprivation and then a celebration where I ate sweet a sweet dessert or something like that. And as I have gotten older, now that I'm in my 60s, I, my body um, is much more sensitive to things. And I noticed that every time I would eat something sweet, I would feel exhausted and depressed. And I paid attention to that. And I thought, you know what? I think what's making me powerless might be the sugar. And so I decided that I would um, eliminate all added sugar as part of my meal plan. Right? Then we started to work on the on step two and that was great too. That was wonderful me to, for me to start to, to think about, well, what is my higher power? It's not God, obviously I'm an atheist. So what's my higher power? And I decided that my higher power was my inner wisdom right? That part of you that knows what's right, that knows what the truth is, if only you have access to it and trust it, right? And so that's part one of my higher power. It, it's that inner wisdom or in dialectical behavior therapy, which I do also, it's wise mind, right? The other part of my higher power is, is all of you guys, the fellowship. There is something beautiful and magic about all of us working together to help each other and to help ourselves. So, so step two, it really helped me define what my higher power was. And then we got to step three and, and we both realized it just wasn't going to work if I, you know, she was a therapist 
And also, I think she'd studied divinity and was a very religious person. And we just couldn't, um, we just, we couldn't, she could not, I think, really sort of agree with my conception of a higher power. And I could no longer make the translation into sort of God talk. And so we decided to part ways. But those, I'm grateful for her because those two steps were really, really important for me. You know, figuring out um, what, you know, why I was powerless and then what my higher power was going to be. So we parted ways and I started to look for another sponsor. But in the meantime, I got involved in service because, you know, I'm a good girl and have to have to uh, help whenever possible. So <laughs> I joined the workshop committee uh, for a while and was lucky enough to meet my new spot, new and current sponsor there. Right. And we got to know each other through the through the workshop committee. And she's been amazing um, ever since then. And she helped me then work through the rest of the steps in an incredibly helpful way. Right. So um, that's how I got here. OK, how much time do I have? You have 10 minutes all together, if you'd Thank like. You. Thank you, Kate. I tend not to be a woman of that many words, so we'll see how much how much longer I need. So here I am now. And I think the most wonderful thing is that when I started this journey with OA, I thought that the, that OA would make me more skilled at the struggle, right? Like I could do the struggle better, the struggle with food, the struggle with... Uh, with compulsive eating, I could do that better. But I, what surprised me was, is that for the most part, it's not a struggle anymore, right? There have been no um, miracles, I think, or uh, dramatic sort of things that have happened, but slowly it has just gotten easier, right? It's not a struggle anymore. Um, in the beginning, uh, when I, when I uh, stopped eating added sugar, I would make myself desserts without added sugar, right? I don't like artificial sweeteners. I don't like the way that they taste. So I would make them without that. Um, I don't need to do that anymore because I don't care. When other people are eating desserts, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I don't feel the call. I have some lovely friends who feel badly about it, I guess, and and will make make like desserts, but, but I actually don't need that. When other people are are eating things with sugar, it just doesn't bother me. And while I said that there are no miracles, that sort of feels a little bit miraculous to me that, um, like I said, the struggle, there's, it isn't the same thing. There isn't the struggle. So my meal plan is um, no added sugar and I check labels. And if I'm going to a restaurant where I know I can look up what's in there, um, then, um, then I will do that. Otherwise I just avoid things that have words that equate to sweet, right? And that seemed like it would be okay. I eat three meals a day and sometimes a snack, right? Um, and I do not engage in recreational eating, right? Like, like so eating just for eating's sake. Um, something more recently that I've included because they lead to compulsive behavior for me, I figured this out is that, is that I can't or I won't diet. I won't deprive myself. I, I won't restrict. I've never been a sort of classic restrictor, but that's what dieting is, right? Dieting is restricting. And I've discovered that when I do that, I get 
there are feelings that get triggered, right? Again, it's the deprivation, sort of fear that somehow there won't be enough food in the world for me. I don't know. I just get this sort of nervous feeling about it. And then the rebellion, right? No, don't tell me what to do. I'm talking to myself, of course, it doesn't make any sense, but sometimes this stuff doesn't make sense. And so um, I have experimented since joining away with with some, you know, quotation mark diets, but I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. By the way, I have been this about the same weight within two or three pounds for almost two years now. Right. And that that was my goal. My goal was to just not go up and down. My goal was to stay the same. And, you know, I'm I'm I think I'm at, at an OK weight now. Right. And so I think depriving myself through dieting is is not a good idea for me. The second thing that that I've decided that I'm not going to do is count calories right? Or track anything. And that is because that triggers the perfectionist in me and I find it stressful. And I think that those things are counterproductive, right? So um, I think one of the most useful tools that I use daily is an action plan. That one is really, really important for me. It And it's a pretty long action plan. It has uh, what I expect that I'll be eating that day. It's not, you know, written in stone, but that's my plan for my eating. What's my plan for movement? What is something I'm looking forward to? What are three things I'm grateful for? And then I do um, kind of a step 10 and 11 together, but I do 11 first and then 10, right? I need to really sort of consult myself, listen to myself about, am I feeling uncomfortable? Is there something that's making me anxious or angry or guilty? Because those are problematic emotions for me, right? So I do a little um, brief meditation and ask myself, is there anything that's making me uncomfortable? And then my next, the step 10 is then, and what do I want to do about it? Right? So the other day, my sponsor knows this, the other day, people were like guilting me and hinting that they wanted me to do things for them, N not asking directly, right? And, and that was making me mad. And so I decided, I figured out what I was going to do about it. I wasn't just going to sit with it. And uh, it's two people in particular, and I told them, look, right, if you ask me directly, there's probably a 98% chance I'm going to say yes, I'll be able to do it, and I'm happy to do it. But please do not hint until I offer or try to guilt me into it by acting like a martyr, right? And I, and I actually had the courage to do it. I was so proud of myself, and they were both fine with it. So, <laughs> so that was good. And I do that daily, like what's making me uncomfortable and what do I want to do about it? I think that that one's really helpful. And I also ask myself, how am I doing with OA, right? How's my food? And then I send it every day to my sponsor and to an accountability buddy. And that really keeps me on track. Another thing I think is so important is service, right? I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes this is hard and it's time consuming because I'm a sponsor too, right? It's time consuming. And sometimes I just like to walk away. It'd be so much easier. I'm a busier, I'm a busy person, right? I'm a mom, I'm a mom, I work full time. I'm a busy person, but service keeps me here. Like I don't, again, I'm a good girl. I don't want to disappoint anybody, right? So, so doing the service um, makes me feel part of the group, but also keeps me committed. And then the last thing is vigilance, right? Even though I said, it isn't a struggle anymore. I know that I have to be vigilant about backsliding, right? 
because again, um, this is this does take effort and um, it takes awareness. And I don't want to go back to where it was before because this feels too good. So that's what I have. Thank you everybody for inviting me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>